Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, Blog Talk listeners. Thank you for joining us for Double Dip Tuesday. Let me first give a shout out to our sponsor, Beverly Beasley of Greenwich Place, and to her pastor, Richard Terry. And give a shout-out to Minister Lewis of the Shady Grove Primitive Baptist Church here in Dallas. Tonight, we are here for the Double Dip Tuesday. We have already had our new day called the Breakfast of Champions, which is on every morning from 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 8 a.m. Central Time. And then, as you know, we come back on Tuesday night, right now, at 8.30 Central Time and 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time for our Bible Enrichment Hour. We have a thing around here where we say E-O-B-O, everyone bring one. Tonight, I'd like to start by reading a scripture. My scripture is coming from Romans. 9, Romans 12, starting at verse 9. It says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with other, with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not pay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live in peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil by good. I have read you Romans 12, verses 9 through 24. May God have a blessing to the readers and hearers of his holy word. Tonight, I come, dear God, thanking you for this day. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your master tonight. We just come, just asking that you come in tonight and be with us as we go through our Bible enrichment hour. God bless everyone who comes to the line. God give us open ears, open and an open heart to receive what our pastor is giving to us tonight. Give him the grace and the mercy that you have provided 
for him to speak to us today for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. Master, we just ask that you join us and let your Holy Spirit reign throughout this uh, lesson tonight. Give us strength, give us courage, and thank you for guiding us throughout our day. Father, we just ask these blessings in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, uh, we are, our founder and overseer is none other than Dr. S.G. Carter. We here at the Letter House keep our man of God covered by praying for him daily. Yes, weekends too. We have set aside a special time of the day, 5.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. That means whatever time zone you're in, someone is praying for our man of God and also and our awesome network. But whenever he comes to your mind or to your heart, you can, you feel free to give a prayer, uh, pray for him because we all need our, all the extra prayers that we can get and all the love and honor that we can give him just Pray for him, as you may. For more information about this wonderful network, opportunities, comments, prayer requests, Bible studies, please like us on Facebook at Our Ladder House, where you can find also find upcoming events and daily inspirations. Feel free to even write us with questions, concerns you may have. Maybe you have a subject that you want Pastor to teach on, or you might just want to say hello or how you are enjoying and benefit from the network or express some things that you have learned, go ahead and feel free to contact us at the LHwork at gmail.com. Thank God for giving Dr. Carter the vision, and that vision is to restore virtue to a society that is barren of spiritual and moral excellence. He believes that as we link with individuals, associations, and corporations, that we will effectively build a network of kingdom advancers and entrepreneurs, manifesting global works that will be uh, stations of empowerment. Through media, technology, and other creative platforms in traditional and non-traditional settings, we believe we will effectively reach a multitude of ethnic, multicultural generation. We thank you for your partnership, for your attendance, for your faith, and for your seed, which allows us to the privilege to advance this cause across the nation by connecting purposes. Our seed, we have been asked to seed $5 a day, $20 a week, or whatever God lays on your heart to see into to sow into our I'm sorry to sow into our network and you will be blessed. Again, we thank God for giving Pastor the vision for this great network. Tonight, we are going to um, I'm going to ask if anyone would like to read our um, pastoral prayer if you have it available. Hello. Well, good evening, uh, listeners. I see we have some family on the line. Is there any family that would like to read our pastoral prayer? 
Good evening, Sister Lewis. Um, our pastoral prayer for, for this evening. We thank you, Father, for your man of God, Pastor Dr. Shelton D. Carter, and the latter house vision. We thank you, Father, that you have predestined him to restore virtue in a society bearing of spiritual and moral excellence. We thank you, Father, for directing his steps and giving him a spirit of excellence. Continue to give him a hearing ear to teach and speak the written and revealed word of God to your people. Circumcise his ear for your glory and good pleasure. We declare and decree that no external or internal weapon formed against him prosper. Every emotional, uh, physical, psychological, financial, or spiritual weapon formed against him are destroyed. Your word declares that whoever wars against him, that you war against them. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Therefore, through prayer, praise, worship, prophetic declarations, and every weapon you've supplied us with through your Holy Spirit, we declare our pastor free to serve you in the beauty of holiness. Every argument against him we bring down into the captivity and obedience of Christ. For we pull down every stronghold and every high thing that attempts to exalt itself above the knowledge of God concerning Dr. Shelton D. Carter. On behalf of your son and our pastor, we come against every obstacle of pride that keeps the people of God from intimately knowing you. Every rebellious thought we bring into the suggestion of the Lordship of Christ Jesus. Every internal enemy that comes to scatter the flock seeking to make self-disciples amongst the congregation, we declare a decree and declare illegal. We speak that your anointing destroy every yoke in his life over his children's life his family, and ministry. We decree and declare by the anointing of the Spirit of God that all plans, alliances, strategies, demonic forces, false, evil, and selfish motives are exposed and that every hindrance be removed. Every witch, warlock, or soothsayer, both spiritual and natural, be removed off of Dr. Carter and therefore its power broken. Pastor is free from all yokes of bondage, fear, poverty, poverty, generational and demonic curses. We resist every spirit that acts as a gatekeeper to his soul. We renounce any further associations passed down from generation to generation, biologically, physiologically, sociologically, spiritually, or any unknown force that comes against him. We, the people of God, declare him blessed, and therefore we communicate in all good things concerning him, according to Galatians 6 and 6. Therefore we make holy garments for your man, according to your word and commandment for glory and beauty. We, your people, declare Dr. Shelton D. Carter blessed and abundantly supplied. In Jesus' name, all praise, glory, dominion, and power to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 We thank you for reading that prayer for, for us tonight. God bless you, and God may he keep you. We are just here tonight to get into the word Uh First, I want to open the floor, though, to anyone who might have something that they might want to share or give a testimony or just uh, just say something to us. Uh, let us know you're on the line and uh, who we have on the line tonight. The floor is open. Good evening. This is Shanine. I'm calling you from El Segundo, California. Just thanking God for the opportunity to be here on this Bible Enrichment Hour call and excited about the things that I will learn and the power in my covenant that is being so detailedly explained to me that I am able to um, actually go out and do that which I am taught. Amen. Amen. The floor is still open to anyone else who has any other comments, expressions. Tell us you love us. Good day. Amen. This is Sister Erna. I um, have stayed muted because I'm driving. 
and traffic is a little noisy, but I just wanted to say I'm on and happy to be here. Hi, guys. Hi. Thank you. Hey. We're so happy to have you and hear your voice. It's wonderful. Thank you for that. Anyone else? Howdy. This is Bella, and I'm calling from Bella. How are you guys doing? I'm grateful to be on the call today. Ma'am? Amen. We're grateful to have you. Oh, yeah. Thank, Thank you, you for calling. You. <laughs> Anyone else? Yes. I got one more. This is Joe Potter from Arwatona, Minnesota. All right. Hi, Brother Joe. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How you doing? All right. Good to hear your voice. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm glad to be here. All right. All right. That's a good thing. God bless you. I have a few things I would like to ask or for you to ponder on. And anyone who wants to uh, speak out or give me an answer or just – Tell me what you think about my question. I would love to hear your answer um, because this is some of the things that I've noted that Dr. Carter has been teaching us on the last, not th- not this morning, but uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Um, uh, he was talking about, have you ministered to someone today? He told us that we should go out and share what we've been learning with each other or with other people and to try to get them uh, interested in what we're learning and how we're learning and how we're growing. So my question to you, who have you ministered to today? Has anyone had the opportunity to do that? And then we're we're going along those lines and and taking the opportunity and actually going out and sharing the things, the good news, the things that Dr. Carter is teaching us. One of the things I I recall and remember is just sometimes he's instructing us to um, actually just go out and say hello, to be a force in our community, to be mindful. And I'll take that time and opportunity as I go throughout my day and saying hello, giving a smile to people, just being encouraging to people when I have the opportunity to dialogue. Just sharing information with them, um, opening doors or getting getting information together, because I find that a lot of restaurants and things that I go to, I run into some of the same people. So taking the time to sometimes just say hello, good morning, you know, or establishing um, um, a fellowship or establishing something or doing some groundwork, as he always taught to, teaches us to barbecue first before um, I actually have the opportunity and time to share in the word in, in studying things that he's shared with us. I also take time in, um, at, when given the opportunity to share what I'm learning and how I'm growing with uh, friends and family that I'm able to come in contact with on a daily basis because I'm learning that the more I share it, the more it gets in me. So that's one of the ways I do it. Amen. Very good, very good. That was one of the things that he was expressing to us and trying to get us to make sure that we do because we don't want to learn all of this and not use it and not take it out to uh, friends and loved ones and family and uh, people that we pass on the street. Uh, we can do – it can be a can, uh, act of kindness by just sharing what we've learned or uh, by just uh, – 
passing on the things that we know to do to our fellow brother and, and fellow uh, man. So that was that's good, and we're learning. We're learning. We're learning. I'm so happy. <laughs> I get a joy out of just knowing that uh, I'm learning as well as uh, the rest of the family. So my other, my second question is, uh, were you a sweet fragrance today? Dr. Carter reminded us that we should be a fr- sweet fragrance when uh, not not in the, just the smell, but just in our attitudes, just in the way we approach people, just in the way we love, just in the way we treat uh, each other, just in the way we just go about doing the things that God has us to do uh, in our assignments and our purpose. So uh, my question to you, were you a sweet fragrance today? How about that? Somebody going to answer that one for me? I'll take that yeah. This is Sister Arlene. Yes. All right. This is Sister Arlene. Unfortunately, in my line of work, I'm a nurse, uh, you can't put everybody in the same basket. So I have a patient that um, I've been babysitting, so to speak, and has had quite a few obstacles to jump over with dealing with other nurses from other facilities as well as from our own office and was about to actually dismiss us as the company doing his care. So um, yesterday I had the opportunity to speak with my dispatch supervisor and I was like, don't worry, I got it. And she was like, but he's working our nerves and he's driving us crazy and he keeps calling and I was like, it's okay, I got it. So I let her know, I gave him my phone number, my personal phone number and was like, whatever question that you have, call me, text me in the event that I cannot answer you, text me your question, I will get back to you. And so today I was unable to actually do his wound care, but because I had promised and he just wanted to see a face, like I just need to know that somebody cares about what's going on with me, I made a visit, which is why I'm in traffic right now, but I made a visit to his home. I was unable to change his wound back or do any of his wound care, but he was just like, thank you for keeping your word. Thank you for coming no matter what. So, yeah, I got a chance today to be the sweet fragrance because I know sometimes in my attitude, because, you know, people work in herbs. And so in my flesh, I'd have been like, ooh, I can't. (laughs) But in my God or the God in me, it allowed me to get past my own flesh and my own attitude with the patient and be kind no matter what, and to also keep my word to him. Like I said, all he needed to know is somebody cares. So that was my experience Amen. both yesterday Amen. and today. Amen. See, that's what we do. That's what we're doing. We're just following in what we're being taught, being a freak sweet fragrance, just being nice and kind to someone. Let them see uh, the godly, godliness in us. Let them, let them see that we care about them. Let them see that there is someone that really, really, really cares about another being. You know, that that's what we're being taught. Uh, I have another question that I, I want to answer, and uh, it's going to be, I want everybody to testify to this, Okay. Because this is a good one. Um, were you ladder house strong today? We, you know, Pastor tells us that we are ladder house. We just not uh, ourselves strong. We are ladder house strong. 
I was at a house gone today. I shared. I was a sweet, sweet fragrance too. Some others. I had some things that went wrong, but I didn't go and take it out on anybody because what I've been ta- I've been being taught that I am letter house strong. I can endure. I can go through. I can keep the faith. I can walk in walk step out on faith while standing in grace. How about that? So, is uh, anybody else want to comment on being letter house strong today? Amen. This <laughs> is Velma. And yes, ladder house strong, and I am grateful to God. And uh, I want to share with you guys confirmation. I, I don't know if Pastor Carter is bring down to my pastor here in Dallas, or the uh, Pastor Run is bring down with him. But baby, I tell you, God is good. I'm getting it from both ends, and and they both on the same page, you know. Sure. And so I just want to share that I was. Um, it was an honor today to be asked to be a part of the prayer team that went out to schools and touched and and, 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 and uh, prayed for the building itself, for the teachers, those that uh, welcomed prayer. One of those teachers were overwhelmed. They was like, thank you, thank you, thank you all for coming out and actually praying. You know, to see somebody actually, it was a whole lot of us just going through the building from the top to the bottom. And that's my prayer every day because, you know, that's my thing, the children. So the children are covered day in and day out, you know, with the blood of Jesus. Then to actually get in there and at these schools that these children are, are, some have already started, but those that are, you know, uh, starting on the 28th, baby, they, they, we got these schools ready for them. And they're covered with the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus. And, and uh, both pastors are saying, go, go out. Don't just sit. Do something. And when they caught well, when they asked me Sunday, Sunday I, I must have hurried up and did my Holy Ghost dance. And then they call it and confirm and says, Sister Bell, we still go. I said, what? I'm, I'm already ready. You know? So I just thank God for uh, for uh, everything that I'm learning from Pastor Carter and, of course, the pastor here. I'm just Honored to be a part of Jesus' team. Oh my God, it's a blessing! It's a blessing. So uh, that's what I just wanted to to, uh, <laughs> to share with you guys. It is so amazing to know that God loves you, and I can't say it enough because every time I, I get over there and because man, I'm telling you, <laughs> and I don't know, I don't, I know, I'm not the only one that's been. Uh, you know how you go bowling and the pins are standing up and that big old bowling ball come down and get ready to knock you down from a strike, you know. But at the end of the day, they get back up. Somebody go and set those pins back up. Well, that's us. We ready. We going out here and doing, we're about God's business. And it's an honor to be a part of a learning team as far as uh, Ladder House. And I just want to tell you all thank you, and I thank you all for your love, support, and your prayers. And praying us through all of this, and and uh, Pastor Carter, and oh God, I could just go on and on, but I shall not. But my fragrance is sweet, and and I aim to please God first in everything that I do and say. And when I don't, God, oh Lord, have mercy. But that's the thing: pleasing God first, and 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 loving one another. Because whatever you're doing, y'all. If you're not doing it in love, if you're just doing it just because uh, Joanne looking at you and Bob over there looking at you, well, you you going to sit on down somewhere. Because he mm-hmm. said for us to do everything in love unto the Lord, not unto Sarah and, and Bob now, you know. 
So, but I love you guys, man. <laughs>
It's what you say and what you do that counts. So I purpose on a daily basis to say what God is saying and to do what he is showing me and telling me to do. Not always in perfection, but as Dr. Carter says, when we fall, I, I make a very good attempt to fall forward. When I fall, I get up, dust myself off, and you know that wasn't the right thought. Repent from that thought and just move forward and look at the word and actually take the time to recite that in which I see. If I can't think to say what I'm supposed to say, I look it up and say what I see until my mind follows suit. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for uh, elaborating on that. All right. Anyone else? Uh, yeah. Well, I was gonna re- uh, we have that funk. He was talking about the funk this morning, too. You know, so you got to have that, that funk in spirit to know that, hey, God is with me, and I am with God, and, and I can do all things through Christ. So we just get out here and get it done in the name of Jesus. There, uh, Like she's saying, there is through mm, stuff to get in our way sometimes, but you just have to have that made up mind. That's why you be mad at, especially mad at me, because it's like, girl, all this stuff is going on. You still tell my Lord, Lord, yes, in the name of Jesus, that's it. So, Holy Spirit, continue to lead God and direct us in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Yes. All right. Well, that's what I'm depending on. That's what I'm I uh, depend on every day for the Holy Spirit to lead me, God. Not my flesh, not my carnality. Just let the Lord Spirit guide me in everything that I do, everything that I say, every everything how I feel. You know, I told you once before, when I want to be carnal, I tell I tell myself I don't want to be like that today. I want to be in the Spirit. I want to God to lead me into all righteousness. I I I, I don't have a desire to be mean or ugly or uh, just just be my old self because. I was a rich undone. I could say some things. I could do some things. I could, I could plot some things. But that's not what I want. And I've been taught and uh, double taught that that's not of God. So I'm, I'm changing. I've changed. I'm not the old me. I'm not that girl I used to be. So with that said, I'm going to release the floor to Pastor Carter. Uh, sir, you have the floor. All right, all right, all right. Amen and amen and amen again to everybody that's on. Uh, when you called me a moment ago, it just at the most strange and ironic time, my phone just slipped in between the cracks, and I could not get it. Amen. But however, um, <clears throat> we searched high and low, and we've accomplished our goal. Amen. So again, God bless everybody that's on. <clears throat> Thank you for your review. Um, and just to add, chime in on what you all were saying in relationship to this morning. Amen. Um, <clears throat> when we were talking about being spunky people, you know, um, everybody's not, you know, and, and that's, again, a, um, a a slang word that I'm y- using, amen, for, you know, highly aggressive, positive, tenacious people. Uh, you have people that just are just – Tenacious in their natural personality, they had, they got, they got that, 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 that thing that I call it, you know, um, in, in, 
in church we call it anointing. Um, in business we call it charisma. Um, but in, you know, Dr. Carter language, I say you got that thing. People just got that thing. And I was thinking about some people that I knew even from the, from the ministry um, when I met Sister Carolyn. Um, I remember she had that, that, that thing, that spunk. Amen. I remember meeting um, Sister Nikki, who was Sister Velma's daughter. She has that thing. She got that spunk. Uh, I want you to see something so you'll understand what I'm talking about. If somebody would turn to Psalms uh, 18, amen, and somebody else turns to Proverbs 20, uh, if you would turn there really quick, and then somebody turn to, I think it's Acts chapter 8, amen, after that. So uh, Psalms 18, Proverbs 20, and then Acts chapter 8. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hey, man, I just thought that was really good of God today. <laughs> this morning, I just really thought that was good of him, amen, that he would uh, give us such information that he did today. And, again, I say it was him. Yes, I'm yielded to him, and so he uses me, but it's him. It is all him. It is him. It is him. It is him. It is God. It is, you know, it is the Holy Spirit. It is the power of his wisdom. It is him. It is him. It is him. I'm telling you, I, had, I had, hadn't been up long, and as I was just laying in bed, I heard the Holy Ghost say say to me, uh, uh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, and forget not. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. And uh, it, it just, and, I, and I'm hearing him say that, cause I, and I'm asking, Lord, what do you want me to say to your people? What are you saying? Bless the Lord. Well, uh, one place, David said, well, okay, let's, 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 let's look at it. Amen. Because, again, this is, uh, this morning was just fresh off the press. Amen. It was fresh off the press. <laughs> yes. Mm-mm. Yes, um, I, I don't have a reader. <laughs> Anybody got Psalms 18? Somebody got Proverbs 20? Nobody goes to Bible study without a Bible, right? Psalms 18, verse. And somebody else grab uh, Proverbs 20. So I've got Proverbs 20. All right. Start with um, Psalms 18, verse 28. Psalms 18, verse 28. For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. For by mm-hmm. you I can. Huh? Just verse 28, just verse 28. Somebody in that verse 20, if you would read verse uh, Proverbs 20, verse 27. Okay, Proverbs 20, verse 27. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. He says that the, the, the spirit... Of man is the candle of the Lord, searching oh. all the inward parts of the belly. All the inward parts. 
sister Nett says um, that he says that that the Lord lights. He says, when it, read that again, verse 28, uh, sister Nett. For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will, will enlighten my, my lamp. You will light my lamp, and the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness, my darkness, my misunderstanding, um, my chaos, my confusion, uh, the places that I'm not clear, okay? She says that the Lord is going to enlighten it. He's going to enlighten my darkness. And the way he enlightens my darkness, now he's not trying to educate, if you would, or enhance darkness, chaos, confusion, or whatever it is that you are dealing or facing with. But what he says is, he says, I'm going to enlighten your darkness. What I'm going to do as God is I'm going to light it. I'm going to dispel darkness by giving you the proper information, the proper endowment, the proper uh, injection, amen, if you would, that you need in order to not be in darkness, not mm-hmm. be in confusion. I'm going to dispel the confusion. But he says I'm going, he's going to light your candle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, going to light, he's, going, he's, going, he's going to enlighten your darkness by lighting your candle. Now, mm-hmm. when, he's talking, when he's talking about the candle, amen, he is talking about the spirit of man, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Proverbs 20, verse 27. Uh, Sister Shanine, read that one more time again for us. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. Somebody turn to Psalm 51. She said the spirit of man, the spirit of man, the spirit of man, amen, is the candle of the Lord, searching, investigating, um, uh, 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 scrutinizing, amen, my inward part of my belly, relating to the soul of man. Now, man is triune. He is a triune being. He is a spirit. He has a soul. They both are housed in a body. Man is spirit. He has a soul. They both are housed in a body. Somebody repeat it after me. That man is spirit. Man is spirit. I am a spirit. I am a spirit. I am a spirit. If you look in your eyes, amen, in any given mirror, I promise you your eyes are moving. Your eyeballs are moving. Your lids are flapping. But there is something inward you that is moving you. There is a spirit in you. There is a voice that comes out of you. And that voice cannot be located or found at your at the moment of your expiration. Because there is something moving you. Now you better hear me. Something moving you. What, what did I just have you turn again? Psalm 50. Psalm 51. So check this out. She said, she said there's a spirit in man. Now what? There is a spirit in man. And this is where we mess up at. Because when we get in, when we're misinformed, we believe that it is the Holy Spirit's job to do everything for us. And these are over-spiritual yeah. people, over-religious uh, 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 
religious people that, oh, the Holy Ghost, oh, the Holy Ghost, oh, the Holy Ghost. Let me help you real quick. The Holy Spirit is the Alice Paracletus, which means he is the comforter. He is our guide, our stand alongside. He is known as the comforter, but he is known mainly as Yes, we hold on and wait for him to dial back in. He he dropped. We should just give him a second or two to come on back in. Maybe he, if he knows, drop. Family didn't have another chance to say good evening. Go ahead. You have a chance, opportunity right now. Just tell, hello, until he gets back. Amen, amen. This is Antoinette. I'm just so thankful for the teaching that I'm going for. You asked a question about have you shared it with someone, and God has put in the last for this last weekend. God has put some amazing people in my life. I ran across a young lady, a young man that I used to teach when I was teaching for um, Linwood um, Unified. And he was saying, oh, he said, I've been asking about you all the time. I always come by and see. And he stopped by, and he was saying, I just want to thank you for all the positive things and the, and the things that you talked to me about when I was at school. And sometimes we don't always know. And I just tell you, just be encouraged. Just trust God in whatever, whatever comes. He had got into some trouble. But he told me, he said, I list, every word you were saying to me was ringing. And he said, I, I thank God I done got out. He got out of jail. He got a job. He done got married, got um, two kids. So I just, I just thank and praise God that you never know. When you, the world right. was that's that. Well, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> so again, I don't know where I left you at, and what was the last thing you heard me say? But I think that we just put the, we're putting together this this thread, Amen. And again, I'm limited, and so I'm, I'm trying to get the word of God to you tonight. But hear me, Proverbs says that there's a spirit in man, and so what we've been taught is that 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 it is. You know that we we use as um, uh, an excuse excuse ourselves from the responsibility of moving in the things of God because we 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 literally put the Holy Spirit on everything the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit and yes it is the Holy Spirit but you got to understand the Holy Spirit is the doer is the helper he's not doing it for us 
He's the helper. Wow. That's what his function is, is the helper. He is going to help you, okay? Mm. He will help you. Are you here? He will okay. help you. He will help you. So when you ask the Lord to light up your darkness, your confusion, your chaos, your misunderstanding, your ignorance, what you're actually saying is, God, I'm ready to do the work. Yeah. Because we got this mentality that we're going to click our heels and end up in Kansas. That's not how that works. Uh-uh. We're going to click our heels, and the Holy Spirit is just going to take us up in a whirlwind, and we're going to end up in a successful career, successful life, more money, better uh, circumstances. No, the Holy Spirit will help you make more money. The Holy Spirit will lead you to a better life. The Holy Spirit is the helper who is ready to help when you are ready to do the work. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit, as much as you want to, will not help you lose weight. Will not lose the weight for you. You're gonna to have to get up and do the work. Mm-hmm. People don't lose weight because the Holy Spirit breathes upon them. People lose weight because they got the spunk or the tenacity to get their tail up and go get it and make it happen. Mm-hmm. And sadly to say. I call, they, again, in business, they, it, they, it's charisma. In church, it's an anointing. Uh, we have related and typed it to, amen, a, a spunk, if you would. Spunk, tenaciousness, tenacity. We got, some, we got some drive about it. We got some go get them about us. You should, amen. You should. You should. Now, uh, the thing is that I noticed that that behavior is usually breeded in us. It's developed in us. We become products of our life. We become products of our lifestyle. We become product of our environment. Somebody say, well, my mama didn't teach me this, or my daddy didn't teach me that. They, they always made it possible for me to do it. And, again, some Christians are too spoiled, amen, to be favored by God. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes how we're rearing um, those people that serve us, that serve with us, our children, or those things that we have responsibility for, we teach them, amen, how to quit because we are placing before them just hold on to God's unchanging hand and everything is going to be all right and everything is not going to be all right. The house is still falling off the hill, sliding into the ocean because you're waiting on God and God is waiting on you to put some stakes in the ground that's going to bring some stability to your life. But until you are willing to go get the stake, grab a hammer, find a spot, and evaluate the situation, amen, with the Holy Ghost's help. It is not going to happen. I cannot preach to you, will not preach to you the gospel that says that if you snap your fingers, here comes the Holy Spirit. No. No. The Bible says that he that doeth the will, he will know the doctrine. He knows the doctrine because he does the will. He does the will. What did he say in Psalm? Well, let's see here in Galatians. The Bible says, in Proverbs 27, 20, 27, that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, and it searches all the inward parts of the belly. The spirit of man. Job said in one place, oh, God. <laughs> uh, y'all going to make me teach this thing. Job says that there is a spirit in man, and that he said there's a spirit in man, and the Lord lighteth him. And brings him understanding. And Job, Job says this, there's a spirit in man, a spirit in man. I got a spirit in me. And we think that the spirit in me 
is, see, we have the, the assumption that I am a spirit, but once I got born again, I'm no longer a spirit, and I am the Holy Spirit, and I got a soul, and I got, and, I, and they both live in the body. As if he drove out your spirit. He did not drive your spirit out. What he did was lit your spirit. You got lit. When you got born again, you got lit. And when you get lit, you become light. And when you got light, you dispel darkness. So when you get lit and the Holy Spirit starts to operate on your spirit and your spirit starts to dominate your emotions and your soul because you woke up one morning and your your soul and your body says, I can't, but your spirit said, you better. And the Holy Spirit gave you the tenacity or the tenaciousness to join you in your battle, amen, versus your soul and your body. So, the, so when others told you you would make it, your spirit in you. See, some of y'all didn't just become victorious, amen, or become winners once you got born again. Some of you all were winning battles before you even named the name of Christ. Well, how did you win battles before you named the name of Christ? You won battles because you had some tenacity about yourself. The unfortunate part is you got into the kingdom of God and started coming to church, and now your little church has scrolled all the little spunk you had out of you, all the little life you had out of you. Religion has watered you down and made you of non-effect when before. If you snap your finger, you better know you was trying to make some noise. If you started moving, yes, you were on your way somewhere. If you grabbed your keys, you wasn't threatening to leave. You was leaving. You was about to get it and about to be gone. My kids have found out a long time ago. If I grab them keys on Saturday morning and everybody done done what they're supposed to do, and you have the nerve to let me get in that car without you, you might miss out on a whole bunch of stuff on that day. And so my kids have learned to get up, get their stuff together, hop their tail in the car, and be waiting on me to get in the car because they know that I may not be able to get them run over here and run over there, but when it's time, when it's time to get out there and get it, they know exactly where to be, when to be, how to be, and ain't nothing going to stop them from being where they need to be where the potential favor may be at. See, you can't get favor until you first start moving because God is not about to favor you to do nothing. Mm. He is the helper who's trying to help you glorify Jesus. And so we noticed this morning that the Lord was saying to me that the people's souls are in anguish. Their souls are downtrodden. And when their souls get to a certain place, they don't, they're waiting on me, the Holy Spirit, to show up. When the reality is I'm not trying to show up, I'm just ready to show out because I, the Holy Spirit, am already there. Hmm. I'm already there. I already told you. I would never leave you. So right there in your sickness, your fear, and every other place, he's right there. But wait a minute. If he was there, then why am I sick? Let me help you with something, babe. John was on the island of Papalus all alone. Paul was in prison. David was in battle. 
But never, not one time, were they in any situation that was unfortunate, that he wasn't there. For example, you remember that in David's case, his brothers, uh, when they fought Goliath, David stood before his brothers and Goliath. And his brothers, uh, Abinadab, uh, Eliab, and Shema, which names meant God is willing, God is able, and God is present. He was willing, was there, God is able, was there, and Shema, God is present, was there. That was their, the meaning of those guys' names. Eliab, Abinadab, and Shema, God's willing, God's present, and God is able. So God who is willing, God who is able, is right there in the midst of the discussion and the uh, terrorism of Goliath, where Goliath is just there taunting the people of God. He hasn't struck them. He hasn't hit them. He hasn't bit them. He didn't even throw the middle finger up at them. He just stood there and was running his mouth. And the people of God was afraid. They was afraid. They was afraid of an enemy. The people of God who had God who was willing, God who was able was there, and God was present. But God did not move just because they was afraid. Well, you know, uh, honey, I do believe that the Lord is going to show up one day. He's going to come, and, you know, if it be his will, you know, he's going to heal Sister Agnes, and he's going to touch, you know, this one, if it be God's will. No, he's willing, and he's able, and he's present. Amen. The issue is, is that you are either in darkness, meaning ignorant, meaning in its true definition, lack the information necessary to overcome, because he has prescribed to you every uh, everything you need through his word. But if I don't know his word on this particular subject, then I can't minister the word in that situ- situation to myself or others. This is why the writer says that, you know, he's praying that God would give him the tongue of the learned so that when he meets those that are weary, he can speak a word that is seasonal and in season. And the only way to do that now is to render himself to do the work. And and the petition is, is that the Holy Spirit will provide him the part that he cannot do, which is what he says that he would give me the not just a tongue, but give me one of one that is learned so that I could speak wisdom season or in season without being out of season, out of step, or out of date, or out of touch. And so most ministry and ministers are out of touch, out of season, and they cannot figure out why they cannot get people to connect with them. And that is because you are still moving in ministry as you did 20 years ago. First, giving honor to God, pastors, saints, and friends, to the pulpit and those that are on the pulpit and its roster, 
to this ecclesiastical entourage, board of elect and elite, the Ecclesia's Ecclesia of God's holy nation. We bless you in the name of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. And by the time you got done with your salutation, all the teenagers and young adults, all the teenagers have fell asleep, eating candy on their phone, and the young adults have been filing out, walking out one by one. Because we're out of season, we're out of touch, and we are not moving with the cloud because we got a, we got a spirit but we ain't got spirit. And we won't let the Holy Spirit breathe on our spirit to light us up again. You got to get lit. Now, y'all hear what I'm saying to you. You got to get lit. That's why you allow your soul to dominate even your spirit. Now, I didn't say the Holy Spirit. I said your spirit. Have you ever seen somebody that just got a bad spirit about them? They, they, they ain't evil. They're not, you know, devil worshipers. Matter of fact, they, they, they're choir members. But they just got a bad spirit about them. You understand what I'm saying to you? Amen. Just bad. Just horrible. Look here in Galatia. Somebody's moving around, not really interested in what I'm saying. I'm asking that you would mute yourself. Again, in, in, in Galatians 3, because you're interrupting my spiritual transmission now, and I, I can feel your distraction. So if you need to watch whatever show come on tonight, y'all go do that. I'll get you something to eat. Go do that. I keep telling you, doing me no favor by just hanging out. Galatians 3, hallelujah, says this in verse number 5. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles amongst you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Notice what he says. He who supplies the Spirit also is the one that works the miracles. He who supplies the Spirit is the Holy Spirit that breathes upon or into your spirit that allows and causes your spirit to move in miracle operation, yes, again, you are supposed to be involved in the miracle you waiting on. Amen. Turn to Galatians 1. I'm sorry, uh, 1 Corinthians 1. Yes, Lord Jesus. Meekness, Lord, meekness. First Corinthians, my, I'm sorry, my first Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse number four says, there's a, well, verse number, and there are diversity of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one of us for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, 
working of miracles to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he as he wills, as he wills to distribute, amen, these uh, uh, endowments you would uh, upon your spirit or your recreated spirit that is now holy unto God because the Holy Spirit, yes, has transfused, if you would, your spirit or renewed your spirit. See, when you got born again, what happened was God recreated your spirit by regenerating your spirit. You have been regened. He has regened your spirit. So I heard Sister uh, Lewis say earlier that I'm not what I used to be. I don't do it like I used to do. I don't lie. I don't steal. I don't cheat. I don't plot against people. I'm not evil in my activity. I don't do that anymore. Well, what has happened is salvation now, true salvation, the Spirit of God, when she said yes to the Lord, that the Spirit of God came in her without uh, goose pimples are the doodabs of the spirit because again you don't feel saved all the time you know you saved by your discern mm-hmm. you know you discern you're saved I'm saved mm-hmm. but all the time I don't feel like it but I'm saved what the Holy Spirit did was regenerate you he reprogrammed your apparanda are way of doing business. How to operate now. The Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit said he will come up in you and become alive. And when he come alive, he said, that what he's going to do is this. He said, I have given you the Holy Spirit. And this again, this is what I'm reading now in Corinthians is literally the subsequent event of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this is why you got to be not only born again, but you got to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And I understand that this is an uncomfortable subject for a lot of people, especially for those of you that were like me. I was born and raised in a certain denomination. Mine was Baptist, and we didn't believe in all that stuff. We didn't do that. Likewise, those that were spirit-filled, thought we were devils, and us who were educated, we thought they were crazy. Mm-hmm. All that, ha-ta-ya-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You don't take all that. You don't need all that. Then, I'm just telling that what we said. But the reality is, John says this in John. He says that uh, if you're going to worship me, you're going to be with me, you're going to dwell with me, we're going to connect. He said, you got to connect with me, not just with truth. Because, again, the only way you're going to know the truth and the truth that sets you free is you're going to have to, you're going to have to be led by the Holy Ghost now. And so he said, you're going to have to worship me, and those that do worship are really inclined or infuse themselves into me. He says that they know me in spirit. And in truth, they got the both of them working together. If you don't want to walk in chaos, darkness, confusion, you're going to have to get the Holy Ghost inside, moving on the inside to the point that he is running the show now. He is making all the calls. He 
He's making it happen, Captain. The Holy Ghost. I just found out that the Holy Spirit is the one who works the miracle. But the way he works the miracle in my life is he's going to supply the spirit, hallelujah, to not my flesh, not my emotions, because that's where your soul is resting, but I am going to supply your spirit. You got to hear me. I'm going to supply to your spirit now what you need in order to be the overcomer that I made you so that you can get in on those benefits. Because part and one of the benefits for you as a born-again believer is you're supposed to be walking in miraculous power. Miraculous power. And this is the distinction between those that attend church, goes to services, but yet ain't got no power. And, Lord, we want power. We want to walk in power. Well, he who, he who works the miracles is the one who supplies the spirit for the miracles. But if he's going to supply the spirit, I'm going to have to have a bucket to catch my supply. And the casement that I catch it with is my spirit. My spirit. My spirit. My spirit. Turn to uh, Psalm 51. Anybody there? Amen. Because there are things that interrupt the flowing of the Holy Spirit in your life. And I want you to see what David said in verse number 10. Somebody read verse 10. Psalm 51.10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Watch this. She said, create in me a clean heart and... This is David speaking. Renew a steadfast spirit. One translator said, and renew the right spirit within Mm me. Wait a minute. It is safe to say because David is king now. And he is anointed. But with his anointed self, he says, it's possible I got a wrong spirit working inside of me right now. So I need you, God, to renew my spirit now. I like what the, 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 Paul says in Corinthians. He says, uh, uh, if any man be in the anointed one in his anointing, he is a new creation. All things are passed away, and all things have become new. When the reality is they hadn't become new, what they have become is that you have been uh, brought back in to your newness, and the way you got back to the original you, which was created to be strong, created to walk around with spunk, created to have some level of tenacity, tenaciousness about you, is he's going to have to get some of the stuff out of you that's caused you to walk in darkness. Confusion. What does David say here? Well, he says in verse number, uh, uh, watch me here. He, he says it right here in verse number three. He says, for I, well, let's look at verse number one 
Let me get a good reader. Amen. That don't mind reading. Praise the Lord. Okay, I'll read it. Psalm 51, verse 1 says, Have mercy upon me, O God. According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned, God, this is David praying, and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, God. In other words, he said, look, man, God, I, you know, I know you're trying to use me, but if you just understand some things, that I was brought forth in iniquity, and in my mother's womb she conceived me in this iniquity, in this, in this sin, in this nature I have that sometimes bring my soul and my spirit down to a low place. So what I need you to do, Lord, I need you to cleanse me. I need you to cleanse my heart and create in me or recreate the right spirit because I'm operating in the wrong spirit. All of a sudden, I lost my spunk. I lost my drive. The other week, we were talking about the, uh, the, it's time to go to the next level. And if we're going to go to the next level, we're going to have to cut down all the rubbish, the trees that are in our way, especially as prophetic people. But you got to understand, if you're called to be prophetic people, you got to act with an axe head in your hand. And it, you can't just have a polished axe handle because that's style. And I understand everything needs to be performed in a level of excellency and a level of style even. But if you substitute style for authentic power now, because I don't care how much style you got, your stick ain't going to knock them trees down in that forest. You're going to need an axe head. And the axe head is symbolic of the power of God now. So you're going to need the power of God. The Bible says that while they was hitting these trees, that the axe flew into the water. It literally got out of hand. And the only way he can get the, the thing back was he had to go to the prophet. And the prophet, watch me here, told him or gave him prophetic instructions on how to get it back. And the first thing he asked him, he said, where did you lose it at? Where did you lose it at? Where did I start losing my spunk, my drive? And the reality is some of us really don't know when we lost it or where we lost it. But some of us know exactly where it fell at. Mm-hmm. Some of us know exactly when we started to decline. And we're just kind of breathing through this thing, hoping that the Lord will pick us up any moment now before my stuff gets too much to a hold of me, that I start being exposed and before I really start declining. So I understand. I know I done lost it, but maybe I can fake it until I make it. Oh, child, your old nature is coming up again. That lower nature, that carnal person. That's Sister Lewis we're talking about. Carnal meaning car. Like that's what we got the word incarnate to in flesh. Our flesh, our carnal, our fleshly desires and appetites are bigger. 
You understand what I'm saying to you? We, we look mm-hmm. for the bigger appetite. Mm-hmm. Like like even tonight, somebody's off doing some uh, what what God knows what in the middle of right now. The word of God is going forth, and it is not that serious to them. So what they do is they rather please flesh and say, what I'll do is I'll just at least hang on the line. So that way when pastor, you know, call my name, I can pop up real quick, grab a quick scripture, or even just throw a hallelujah, amen, or uh-huh, sir, out there at you. Or at least when he look and ask Mr. Janine or somebody who was on the call tonight, how long they was on the call, when did they call in and when did they hang up? Because I need you to check the recording and the call log that they can be seen like they were accounted for. Somebody say, you still slick. You still slick. That slickness is in you, and you need to get that sickness, that sickness out of you because it's a sickness. Because how can you stand in the face of this much anointing and be as carnal as hell and don't have any, any anything in you that says repent, get that together. Turn from that. Where did you lose it at? Hmm. Why isn't it important to you? What happened? Hmm. Behold, I brought forth an iniquity. And in my sin, my mother conceived me. But Lord, you desire truth. And you desire them on the inward parts. And in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom, God. So purge me with hyssop, David said in verse 7. And I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness. That the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sin. And blot out all my iniquity. And Lord, so that you could create in me a clean heart. Oh God, and renew a right spirit in me. And Lord, please do not cast me away from your presence. And do not take your holy it from me. Restore the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your way and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me, God, from the guilt of bloodshed. The God of my salvation and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. Oh, Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall flow, shall Show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. Sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O God, I know for sure you will not despise because you're not delighting in the fact that I showed up on the call today. You're not delighting that I'm doing all the practices, but the reality is you want 
a broken and a contrite heart. And these are the sacrifices. Is that you still, you want people that love you so much, connected with you so much, that they know when their spirit ain't in the right place. How do you know? Because we live, we move, and we have our being in the spirit. And when we're in the spirit, the spirit leads us to all truth. The spirit of God, the word of faith, the Bible says, speaks a certain way. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We speak no lack. We speak no doubt. We speak life, liberty, love, victory, hope. There is a God. And in today's time, there's so much stuff that can fall upon you. Get on you. Sin knocks at the door. Lord, create in me a clean heart. I realize my spirit ain't where it needs to be, so I need your spirit to come back again because it's obviously not where it should be because I am doing dumb stuff again. I'm fly again. I'm slick again. I'm shady again. I'm cutting up again. Let me help you. You still got the Holy Ghost. If that's your speech, you got the Holy Ghost. That is the delight of the Holy Spirit. He is informing you of your error. And the only way he is able to do that is because you have given him permission. When you came down and said, Lord, I serve you with all my heart, and you turned your life over to the Lord, you thought maybe you could see your way out of it. You thought you maybe can just be so trifling that, you know, God just give you a break. But I want you to know tonight he's not giving you no break. You can quote. You can talk in tongues. You can skip around do all you need to do. You can fake it, but, baby, you ain't going to never make it until your heart is broken and contrite. Why he has to wait till your heart is broke? He has to wait till it get broke so that he can bless you, so he can give you. When it came to communion, he says, take, eat, this is my body, which was broken for you. So he broke it. He blessed it. And then he gave it. God can't use you nowhere with you being there. If you show up with your spirit and your emotion and your flesh alone, you know what your flesh do. You know how easily emotionally you're led. And you know sometimes you don't carry the right spirit. That's what brought you to the Lord in the first place. And so you got born again and you got on fire and God started elevating and moving in your life and you were making steps that you were building for it. But as you were chopping away at it, that ax got out of your hand. And now you're saying, Lord, I don't know where I lost the power at. Somebody else said, I know exactly where I lost it. I tried to straddle the fence. I tried to do this and that. Then I started hanging with this and I started doing that. And I lost my job. Then my old nature showed back up. Two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning showed up with no supervision and opportunities. Then I, that whole thing just showed back up again. Lord created me. 
a clean heart. And watch me here. Renew. Give me back what I already had. I know what I had before in you. And I know when my spirit is moving versus when your spirit is leading. Now, so tonight, Lord, I, I come with my hands up and my heart for you. And I say, Lord, I repent because I want to be in the right spirit. The devil trying to mess with my spirit now. The things that I know is right to do. The things that are good for me. Now that I'm going back and forth from challenging. Even worse, my old carnal behaviors are starting to show up again. So, oh God, I come to you now because my soul is in anguish. It is the evident that it's in anguish because I'm starting to make dumb decisions again. So bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. So bless the Lord, bless the Lord, so bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Totally committed, submitted to your will. Spirit, soul, and body, Lord, here I am to do your will. So bless God today. So, Lord, light my spirit again so my craziness will be illuminated. My darkness will be dispelled so I can revisit that power I once knew. That whatsoever I bound on earth would be bound in the heaven. Whatever I loosed on earth, it would be loosed in the heaven. Oh, God, I was on fire. Lord, I come back to you for that fire again. That fire again. So I command my soul to bless the Lord. I command my soul to bless the Lord. That's what I do today. Soul, soul, bless the Lord. Soul, soul, bless the Lord. <laughs> command your soul to bless the Lord. Lord, I want your benefits, but I'm heavy and I'm in darkness. So create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. I got spirit, but spirit I'm walking in is defeated, upset, in anguish and tears. Lord, build my faith again. Build me back up in. Lord, I believe. But Lord, help my unbelief. Something wrong with my spirit. I'm doubting stuff that I've never doubted before. Something wrong with my spirit. Something ain't right with me. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about when you really start walking with God and you've been walking with him in a real, sincere, intense, intimate relationship. You know when it ain't right. I don't care that everybody still think you can sing. I don't care that everybody still think you're great in your gifts. You know when it ain't right. Amen. And I come after that <clears throat> one tonight. And I say the Lord is after you. He wants you. He's ready to use you. And that's why he's giving you this interrupted message. He's ready to he's ready to, to, to light your fire again. Yep, he's ready to light your fire. Light your fire. Renew a right spirit in me, Lord. I'm walking in the wrong spirit. 
I'm questioning myself. I'm double taking again, and I'm not sure if I can. I can't. I, I, Lord, that ain't the right spirit. Renew the right spirit. And the first thing he's going to do is help you find where you lost it at. Some of you, he ain't going to help you find it. He's going to point out where you lost it at. You know where you lost it at. He say, you, where's your husband? I don't have one, the woman said. He said, woman, you spoke well. And the last five men you had wasn't yours neither. You might have lost it in those relationships you were seeking. You're so busy looking for relationships that you're trying to be in connection with the wrong people when you got the person. The Holy Spirit, baby, is a person. And you deny his voice. You don't run to him. You run away from him. You feed your flesh to satisfy your fears. God is willing. God is able. And God is present. The problem is you don't know how to tell your Goliath that today I'm going to take the carcass off of your head and I'm going to feed it to the birds of the air. Oh, because you're too busy saying, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to make it. Baby, if you have been responsible for your well-being over a year and you're still alive, it is the Lord that has been satisfying you all this time. You just have not learned Christ yet to trust him enough that he got your back, man. And trust me, he can take care of you better than you can. He can take better care of you than the things you're involving yourself in. I want to bless you. But you got to stop playing and get honest. And say, Lord, my spirit ain't right. Purge me with hyssop. Wash me, I'll be watered in snow. I need to touch from you, Jesus, today. If I got to worship you, I'll worship. If I got to lay out before you, I'll lay out before you. If I got to sing songs to the top of my head, I'll do it. If I stay in your word, if I got to fast, you want me to turn off the phone, the TV, whatever, and get in your presence, I will do exactly that. So you could create in me a new spirit. And you'll be surprised. I believe by faith, if you can just go there, you'll wake up in the morning talking right, feeling right, responding right, acting right. Talking about this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad and be thankful unto him. I'll bless his name. I'm put both of these feet on the ground in the morning and start moving somewhere to something. Because it's all like Donkey Kong. I was born to win. I'm a winner, and I cannot lose. Oh, man, I want my mountain today. I know that the Lord has it for me. I want my portion and my daily bread. Look at my family and my friends. Aren't they so blessed? Look at my children, my grandchildren. I speak blessing over you today. Some of you have lost it so much that you're looking at your children, your grandchildren, and you're like, get out of my 
day. Do they have to come over again today? Uh, you're becoming so mean and angry and nasty. That's because your spirit is wrong. And you got to get your spirit back right. And going to church ain't going to do that. You got to be at the place that the Lord ain't delighting in your sacrifices no more, your burnt offerings, your ordinances. He says, I'm drawn to a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Somebody that's putty before him. That's, Lord, I'm available to you to do whatever you want to do the way you want to do it and when you want to do it. And, Lord, I know where I lost to that. I lost it when I got in that thing you told me not to get into. I lost it when I started doing this when you told me not to. I lost it when I went where you told me not to go. I lost it. You told me to stop. I didn't stop. You told me to get out. I didn't. But, Lord, I'm so tired of breaking your heart. Because remember, you got the right spirit. You got spirit. It just ain't right. And now you need the Holy Spirit to light you up again. I know better than that, Lord. I know spiritually where I'm supposed to be at right now, and I'm not there. And I'm tired of faking it. So, Lord, renew Renew me tonight. Don't let me wake up the same. Renew me tonight. God bless your heart and all your parts. Have a fabulous night tonight. Sleep well. But before you go down, you make sure that you get on your knees. For things done or undone, say, Lord, I repent of all transgressions. It's you. I ask you, Lord, to forgive every iniquity and sin that I performed. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would renew my mind, my heart, and my soul. Renew the right spirit within me. That I may talk like you, walk like you, act like you, be your true example and witness in the earth. You made me to be an ambassador, a glory carrier, a feature presentation of the kingdom of God is who I am. So, Lord, everything that looked wrong and rating, wrong and right, wrong in disposition, remove it from me. I surrender, Lord. And I say, create in me a clean heart. Renew the right spirit. Here's my candle, Lord. Light me up. In Jesus' name, forgive us of our sins, transgressions, and our debts, as we forgive, as I forgive, as you forgive. In Jesus' name, I receive this fresh spirit, fresh anointing, and endowment. In Christ's name, get your blessings. Sleep well, and I love you. Love you. Thank mm-hmm. you.
Night, family. <laughs> <laughs>